All right, now you answered the last question correctly. This is your final question. Okay. Who is the first president of the United States? Is it A, George Washington, B, Thomas Jefferson, C, Barack Obama, or D, William McKinley? I'll also remind you, you have two of your lifelines left. Yeah, um, Mike, I'm going to use a lifeline. All right. So for your lifelines, you have listen to a podcast or poll the audience. What? So you already use your 50-50 lifeline. You have listen to a podcast and poll the audience. What was... Wait. <laughs> what was the second one? Poll the audience. No, 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 no. No, the one before that one. You could listen to a podcast. And... Uh, is it, is it about the question? Maybe. I'm going to listen to a podcast. All right. He says he wants to listen to a podcast. Let's get the podcast rolling. <laughs> Hello and <laughs> welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why my things are always so absurd. When we're doing them, I'm always trying to look for the shining thing in the skit that'll like lead us to the podcast. And this time you were like, would you like to continue playing pretend or start the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I thought of that as I was doing it. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's not my, my brightest hour, but it was definitely an hour. How are you doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in a week. Cause yeah, <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> no, we're doing good. Weather-wise has been all over the place, but we're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I had a birthday celebration with my family and I was given a new game. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, which is awesome. But also, if you know anything about my personality, it's been a little rough because <laughs> it's like all I want to do now, like 24 seven is just play it. Yeah, what did you get? I got Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, that's your personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Open exactly- world, you know, you can go at your own pace, like collectibles, get stronger, or yeah, it's 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 great. Samurai. Samurai, oh, Which samurai. Which I know is a, is a big, it's a big wheelhouse thing for you. Yeah, my wheelhouse runs on Samurai. <laughs> They're just pulling the wheel, pushing the wheel, being samurai. <laughs> I get how the metaphor works. <laughs> it's just, it just, it just something you really enjoy is just samurai or ninjas of some kind. That's true. Like I do remember also you playing. Oh, what is it? Oh, Dark Souls, Ninja Dark Souls. Oh, Sekiro Shadows. Sekiro, you right? Sekiro being like, <laughs> it was really good. I love it's their high mobility. That one's like really high mobility. Um, but then you get to like slash stuff. I don't know. There's something about slashing stuff with a katana that's different than like using a big broadsword. That makes sense. No, I can see that. It cuts into the flesh different. Well, it's it's the they take they make the blade really hot and then they put it in water. That's what I. <laughs> understand i see you're also a connoisseur <laughs> it's carbon <laughs> i see you're also i'm a bit of a scientist myself <laughs> are swords manly is that a manly thing can we do is that even definable i think they could be attributed to being masculine yeah so i know a lot of the latin languages have gender associated with specific words 
Right. But depending on the words, there could be a gender associated with them. But I would like to take my sledgehammer of wokeness and break <laughs> down the walls of gender stereotypes. <laughs> Do it. Smash effect sound. Do it. Boosh. This, I'm doing it. Pedicures are good. <laughs> it's just smashing the patriarchy. Um, that's all it is. I enjoy pedicures. I like them. I yeah. think they're good. Oh, pedicures are great. Yep. <laughs> well, there it is. End of podcast. I didn't think I would enjoy it. It was a thing we did on vacation together, Jenny and I. She was like, let's get pedicures. I was like, I guess. That's okay, because no one knows me here. And so I went and I got it done. And I really enjoyed it, actually. I was like, I was walking around afterwards. I was like, I can feel my socks touching my feet. It feels so comfy. My feet were so calloused that I didn't understand you could feel your feet walking when you walk. Yeah. So that was a beautiful sensation. I just was spending the whole rest of our vacation looking at my toes and wiggling them with like the uh, polish on them. Mm -hmm. It was just a really good experience. And it made me realize that really anything can be manly if you just do it unashamedly. What's that word? You do it Un unabashedly, unabashedly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, also masculinity is a thing that is so has become so incredibly malleable and just so open to your own interpretation of what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And so it is like if you identify as a man and you are doing it, then it is manly. That is, I think, my approach to it. And when I think about men that I respect, a lot of them just have that same sense of I, I do this. And I like it and it's fine. Right. It isn't like changing a tire or like drinking bourbon. It's like I do what I do. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they do some of that other stuff, too. I know I've known a whole bunch of people with big burly beards and tattoos and they'll drink wine or whatever, you know, like it's there's no as you can't, a, see, you can't see through the filter, but I'm raising my hand. I guess you do fit that description. Yes. <laughs> what I don't think is manly Mm -hmm. Or what I don't think makes something manly is if you go out and you get a pedicure and you're like, lol, isn't it so weird for me, a man, to be getting a pedicure right now? Let me take a snap of my toes. Aren't I quirky? Yeah, that's a that's a little for me. It's a, just a little cringe. Yeah. Where it's like, isn't this silly? It's like, no, it's not. Exactly. The whole essence of that mentality where isn't this silly takes away from the fact that you're doing something that could just be normal. Right. It's, it's very relaxing, mm -hmm. is good for your skin, is good for just you as a person, and mm -hmm. is just a good experience. Yeah. So, hey, if you like something that isn't within your structured gender stereotype, here, you can borrow my sledgehammer to smash <laughs> away that mentality of this is silly and build yeah. your own fortress of this is me. B build your <laughs> own personality outside of your gender identity. Yeah, there you go. Get your toes done like a real man. Oh, or don't if you don't that want That should it. be on a shirt. <laughs> that should be on a, that is a like button somewhere mm. get your toes done like a real man as long as it doesn't turn into that thing that happened a while back where it was like only real men wear pink yeah that's a little it turned away from being this thing of 
yeah, you can wear pink if you want to and turn into this thing of I can, I'm a douchebag that wears pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the red salmon shorts. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a very loaded clothing item that if you wear that, <laughs> it's just like, mm. <laughs> No, but please uh, do what it is you feel most represents your ethnic self. Mm -hmm. Do you like scary games? <gasps> oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. They scare me. <laughs> I don't either. I love so much other like scary con like horror content, like movies, stories, or music even. <laughs> I, I love so much of it. Mm -hmm. I can't do games. Okay. I think it's because for me it's the action of it because you're like participating right versus if i'm watching a movie i'm like there's a distance there if i'm reading a story there's a distance there yeah versus a game where i'm like i am directly involved in this right if it gets to a scary part you can skip ahead or close your eyes but when you're playing a game you have to actively try to get past the scary part you're right you're right or stop playing which is exactly not fun <laughs> Recently, I found a scary game, or I don't want to even call it scary. We'll say a, a, a horror-tinged game <laughs> Okay, that I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, atmosphere, atmospheric. I think also my, my threshold for this stuff may be higher. Okay. This past Sunday, when it was kind of gross and rainy, and I was like, I don't really have a whole lot to do, mm -hmm. I saw that uh, Little Nightmares was on sale. Oh, right. I remember you you texted me and you're like, have you played this? Is it good? Well, because I knew if you played it, I could get through it. That's true. That's very, very true. I noticed it was on sale on the PlayStation Store because mm -hmm. they just released their second one. And I played it and I'm like, this is amazing. It's really, this really is so good. good. You're right. It's not horror, but it's super atmospheric. It's got like the creepiness of a of an obscure anime kind of there are enemies with these arms that are three times the length of their body oh like, that whole section yeah. oh spoiler alerts okay this game is so old that the sequel just came out so if you haven't played it apparently it's on sale go get it it's on, it's on sale for like five bucks it's worth it very worth it yeah i mean it's hard to even spoil because like the story is so like entrenched that's fair yeah in yeah, yeah. stuff it's so i don't say deep but it's just like kind of obscured like we could talk about what you do and it probably won't make any sense yeah, yeah like yeah. you wake up on a prison boat <laughs> question mark in a basement in a basement you and wake up and it's dark <laughs> and you're a child in a raincoat and you just yeah. like basically just start walking and like going through <laughs> all these different areas of the boat ship whatever like there's a there's a janitor there mm -hmm. there are these two cooks um he need to sneak by um there's a really creepy geisha lady who like hums yeah it's like a diorama-esque environmental puzzle solver i guess you could call it yeah because i i've seen that studio's other games and they all have this very unique approach of not of like not being a full-fledged game but not being a full-fledged like walking sim yeah it's very weird. It's not crazy hard, but you have to work at it if you want to get through the game. Yes. But there's it's the main drive there is what we've talked about previously that you really value, which is the story. Mm -hmm. Every time I've seen one of their games, I've noticed this, which is their timing on everything. Okay. Is so perfect um, and such a mood setting thing. There is a section towards the end of the game when you are basically running 
from all of the guests oh yeah on this ship and basically as they see you run there's just this wave of humanity yeah chasing after you because they want to eat you for some reason i get what you mean about timing now because you're running across like this table and as you're running the guests like acknowledge you they see you then they start reacting to reach and like your speed of movement is just fast enough that like mm -hmm. people are just missing you if yes. you were to stop you would get grabbed but because you're just continuing it's just like yeah it's very yes. intense and that was a thing i noticed like, as you continue that little chase sequence Mm -hmm. They're getting closer and closer and closer and you need to jump and catch this like lantern. And because this wave of humanity is just like on top of you, mm -hmm. they like crash the frame of the door and knock the lantern down so you can jump to the next area safely. Right. So it's very natural and just very like, <laughs> like <laughs> um, their other game from them that I love um, inside does this really well too with like these canine unit dogs like these oh, shepherds yeah, yeah. They like hunt you down because you're a child mm -hmm. and this is what they do is they hunt children i guess <laughs> and they're like you have to like it, they're right there and then you jump at the last minute and then they get you you're right yeah yeah i get what you mean inside i really enjoyed too because both of them have have like a weightiness to their character mm -hmm. you never feel like you're hitting a and you're making mario jump it's like there's a lot of weight there when you hit the jump button there there's like a preparation a leap and then like the weight of them landing as well mm -hmm. which makes it more suspenseful because you feel like you don't have full control you're trying to work with basically an inept character in a way because in one the, in both they're children yeah so like you're not at your peak physical prowess you're playing like the underdog in both games yeah which i think is what contributes to it so much is that it places you in that like that perspective of being a child mm -hmm. and they really emphasize how small you are especially little nightmares yeah like you are the size of a palm to these things and these monsters i want to play the second one now me too. And I know there's like a bunch, there's a couple DLCs too um, they put out, but I, I also know there's like an ungodly amount of lore and like wikis put out to like figure out what is that, what's the timeline, who's who, who is six, like da da da. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to know what you people are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games very similar to Inside where you have to sit down and debrief the entire thing and talk to people and look at the wikis and all this stuff because you're right. There's there's so much little hidden things if you want to really understand what the world is doing. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can finish the game and be like, that was crazy. I didn't know what was happening, but it was like in I was in it. It was mm -hmm. it was different. It was cool. Yeah, it rewards you if you do put in the work and do want to do that deep divey stuff. But it does not punish you if you just want that surface experience either, which is right. Great. Alan was just your average 22 year old. Why not? How many times do I have to tell you? There's just no value in music that I can't understand. When a song he never expected changed his entire life forever. It may be different, but you gotta take a chance. In Stunning 3D, the heartwarming story of a man and his music. What? You don't understand. I have to do this. See the divide between nations bridged by the simplest of things. What are they singing? Some kind of... Korean popular music? K-pop, <laughs> the American tale, starts Friday.
Is this about your thing with K-pop? It is. Go off. I love K-pop. I love so much about it. All right. And not in that weird way where I'm like drooling over these. Not like, like BTS army. Let's like crash the like Korean economy. Yes. Yes. I'm not a stan or I don't stan or however right. that thing works. If it's a noun or a verb. <laughs> that was boomer. My name's not stan. That was that was that was that was straight. It was pretty. That was bad. straight dad right there. <laughs> I love everything about K-pop in the way that if I'm in any mood and I'm driving, I'm chilling, I'm doing anything, I can put on K-pop and it works for me. <laughs> I feel happy. I think there's a weird enigma with K-pop for me. Like almost all of their songs sound like super preppy happy, or at least the ones I enjoy. I'm not a big fan of like the heavy K-pop that's supposed to sound like American rap kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I'm a big fan of like what a lot of people call bubblegum K-pop, which is like super kitty, like high pitch, whatever. It's what I like. Right, right, right. And I think the reason K-pop works is because, you know, those happy songs that or the songs that sound happy, but when you listen to them or read the lyrics or somebody informs you, they're actually about drugs or something sad. Yeah, yeah. So I've always felt that if someone is enjoying a song like that and they don't know the real meaning, you should just let them enjoy the song. Yes. Because they aren't wrong for feeling that way. Just let them enjoy something that makes them happy. A majority of K-pop is in Korean. They throw in like the odd English phrase or English sentence. But a lot of the times I'm enjoying the music without knowing what the song is about. Right. And I feel it makes it's a very pure experience for me. I can understand that of just having kind of a pure emotional connection to it. And it's almost like people who go to like Italian opera who don't speak Italian. Right. But like get it. (laughs) They're just like, oh, no, I understand what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Because there's emotion there. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I'll be honest i'm not entirely familiar with k-pop whatsoever the one band well two bands and it was well bts because they're just like the k-pop group Mm -hmm. um and blackpink i know blackpink because they were on lady gaga's last album right let me pull up some bubblegum k-pop for you some (laughs) like when i mentioned this to a k-pop friend of mine they were like "Ooh, that's really girly (laughs) (laughs) someone like on the inside was like that's a lot exactly and i'm yeah i'm fine we've talked about how we we need to you know not be ashamed of who we are Yeah, don't no don't be ashamed i'm feeling a bit of shame but i'm gonna push past it no go for it this song is by the band twice Hell, I made you listen to Death Grips last week. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. does very much convey just like a happy I can see the appeal, 100%. 
I feel like I just ate a pixie stick. Yeah, that, you're like, right. yeah. that's the that's the feeling. So is that different than BTS or Blackpink that you you've experienced? Yeah. So from my experience with Blackpink, is there a little like a little bit like on that hip hop end? Mm-hmm of things um that i know you mentioned you you weren't a huge fan of none of the heavy uh, heavy hip-hop right and i mean and they're not heavy heavy hip-hop like, i mean the, the, the two songs i've heard by them are with gaga and selena gomez right <laughs> like that's that's my exposure to them bts <laughs> has just been like kind of boy bandish pop music yeah they they've kind of broken through the genre now and they're just a boy pop. band no longer right. k-pop <laughs> right exactly but i mean i just remember seeing a netflix put out a documentary about blackpink specifically mm-hmm. and i remember seeing a clip from it of them hearing sour candy which is a song they did with gaga for the first time right and it's them kind of smiling looking at each other like trying to figure it out like all right cool cool and as it cuts to each of the members you see them like figuring it out yeah so like they're doing lyrics they're doing that there's one of them who's like already figuring out choreography yeah yeah while like sitting on the couch and it's like oh you girl like you're intense the first time they hear it they're like okay now we gotta start well, I don't know how much you know about the idol culture over there. Like IDOL? Yeah. Um, I do not know a lot about it. Honestly, it's it's like a career field for them in some okay. ways. They have like academies that train them on, on how to become idols. And it's like a big, big push. And like, it's cool because there's this sense that anybody could have their break if they try hard enough yeah but it does produce a lot a lot a lot of these k-pop bands that have multiple members because each of them have like a personality quirk that kind of appeals to a different audience right which i mean that was always the thing about like boy bands or groups like that was that you had like oh which one are you or like yeah the bad boy right the bad boy or like what which spice girl are you Exactly. That's which exactly. is a conversation I've had multiple times. Which Spice Girl are you? Which one are you? I've gotten a couple different answers depending on who I'm talking to. I've gotten Sporty, which I'll take. Um, I've also gotten uh, Scary. What, are there three? There are three Spices, right? There's five. And this is when I lose my gay card because I can't name them all. One's Scary, right? Scary Spice? One's right. Scary, Sporty, Baby, Posh. Yeah, I'll just give them my gay card. I don't know. Cute, cutie Spice? I don't know. I don't. What is this band? Spice Girls. Oh, the the Spice Girls. Okay. Yeah, I want what I really, really want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who are the Spice Girls? Who are you? Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Baby Spice, Ginger Spice, and Posh Spice. Ah, your whole personality is your hair color. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole thing is like, which one are you? Right. You know, and that was always kind of the fun thing. Um, so I, I get having like the personality quirk that just like you, you're my person. Well, these bands have anywhere from five to like 10 or 15 members. Like, oh, yeah, you've got like a like dance troops. It, they essentially become that because oh they have God. so many of these people. Their choreography is incredible. You oh, mentioned yeah. the choreography. Like, that's one of my favorite parts. The music videos from k-pop you won't see them all standing around on a stage like cutting between them like leaning on a couch or yeah Yeah. like singing really hard into the mic and then cut to like them holding hands with somebody on a farm like right it's it's not your american style music video their music videos are insanely choreographed and it's like a show that you get to watch it's awesome hold on one second Matt has stepped away from the computer. He's taken off his headphones. I do feel bad about what I said last week. Um, 
Hopefully I can make it up to him this week, but who knows? He's a cool guy. Headphones died. Sorry. That's okay. Because there's so many of them, you can't have just 10 people on a stage doing the same moves. They'll do that for some parts of it, but then they'll break off into individuals and like it becomes this whole synchronized show. It's just, I can't describe it. You have to watch a music video, like watch a <laughs> BTS music video. What, like it's, they're good. They're all really good. Uh, no, I have no doubt they're all insanely talented and they're all extremely good at what they do. So I'll have to check them out. My final reason for liking K-pop, the final I will mention, I could keep going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you're focusing on something and you're working on something, I can't listen to English music while I'm, or, and by that, I mean music in English while I'm working on something because I'll start hearing the words in my head and they'll push out the other words I'm trying to think onto whatever I'm doing, especially if I'm writing a paper or emails or things like that. Yes. By listening to K-pop, I get to allow for enjoyment of music and distraction without that impeding mm -hmm. on the, the language part of my brain that's focusing on whatever I'm doing. Right. Which makes sense. I think it's why people listen to like classical or like jazz or whatever, something non-lyrical when they study or work. Exactly. There are times when I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with the internet and like internet culture. Are they more recent now? <laughs> more, you mean more recent now? Yeah, it's just, there's either some joke that everyone laughs at and thinks is great or we're all kind of collectively outraged at something, either justifiably mm -hmm. or not. It's either we're all annoyed at something or we're annoyed at some other group of people that's annoyed at something. And I found a phrase that sums up my experience with the internet so far okay in all my time on the internet and it's also a phrase i just find hilarious which is uh milkshake duck what <laughs> i love it and it's so absurd did i um, did i hear you right did you say yeah. milk milkshake duck i did so what this thing is it's this kind of idea of when the internet all kind of collectively agrees that we think this thing is good or cute or oh okay and then some bit of information comes out and then we find out that the thing is not actually as wholesome as we thought now how does milkshake duck apply to that i'm glad you asked um <laughs> there's a really great example of that kind of phenomenon in a i think it's a tweet or just like a post of something and it was a guy saying like the whole internet is enamored by this duck drinking a milkshake. And it's like five seconds later, I regret to inform you that the duck is a racist. <laughs> and it's like, we're like, oh, <laughs> and it's just been a thing that's happened a couple times with things that are like, oh, this is great. And then we find out there's some information that's not the case. Michael Jackson's the king. Uh, mm, right. Yeah. I love this comedian. Uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. The most recent example is a uh, cinnamon toast shrimp thing. Are you talking where... about cinnamon toast crunch the cereal? Yeah. Had shrimp? Yeah. What? There was a supposedly a guy, if anyone knows, I, I haven't followed this thing totally, but I think I know the gist of it, which is a guy tweeted at like Cinnamon Toast Crunch on Twitter, like, <laughs> hi, I found shrimp tails in my Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, okay. And he took a picture of what looked to be shrimp tails. Okay. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was like, oh no, we're sorry about that. What's the like number on the box? And we'll, you know, DM us and we'll get this figured out. Yeah. 
apparently he was trying to and i was like no no no, you don't understand there's sh- like there's shrimp in the cinnamon toast crunch to which they said oh we did a little bit of digging and apparently that is just congealed cinnamon sugar found like the bottom of the bag okay and then the guy did a close-up and it was an actual literal shrimp tail covered in cinnamon sugar and i was like i was just trolling y'all now you tried to dupe me and <laughs> this is some bullshit and we're all like oh my god this is great this is kind of really funny and absurd and then it turns out that the guy who did it was like a compulsive liar and this all this other stuff he's also married to Topanga from boy meets world what the hell <laughs> why is his claim to fame but instead it's cinnamon shrimp right it just got really weird it's like cinnamon toast crunch guy got a milkshake duct and it's one of those things where you say that sentence you're like is this what i'm doing with my life did you hear the most recent news cinnamon toast crunch shrimp guy got milkshake ducked right and it's like what universe is this um and i just really think that phrase milkshake duck Mm. is just very funny (laughs) and absurd and i like the example of just i regret to inform you (laughs) the duck is racist I pulled up the wiki for it. Milkshake duck is an internet meme that describes people who gain viral popularity on social media for some positive or charming trait, but are later revealed to have distasteful histories or offensive behavior. It's very funny because like if you were to show that sentence, that like paragraph, whatever to somebody, they'd be like, wait, why? (laughs) And it's so funny. I don't know why, but it's just so good. It's like... And it's just this recurring trend that we see in our internet culture is just Mm -hmm. these people who gain viral success and all this money for like a bleep, like a brief flickering moment. Mm -hmm. And then just like, oh, they're a racist. I mean, well, Pobody's nerfed, okay? Right, Pobody's nerfed, exactly. (laughs) But racism, you know, it's a different thing. But like anybody who gets big fame there's gonna be something we can find that we don't like about them uh, and, and i think that's kind of the the recurring circle of mm. this in this vicious cycle people want to be internet famous mm-hmm. they get internet famous and then something comes up that they're like awful people right i mean we all have skeletons it's just one i don't think anybody and none of us were meant to be famous <laughs> no 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 like fame is not a like natural construct and (laughs) i always think it's funny the people who like handle fame the best are the ones who like just don't change at all Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm gonna mention her again which is a phoebe bridgers she handles it really well because she's just totally the same weirdo that she always was her instagram handle is fake nudes (laughs) i think her a handle on Twitter is Trader Joe, <laughs> like T R A I T O R. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this is okay. Or just like people who have handled it really, really well. I mean, until until it comes out that she eats children to stay young. Right. Which I'm like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you gotta, oh, girl, if I could, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you, these wrinkles, these bags, these bags you see under here. Flower gleam and glow. Designer. <laughs> They're designer bags. These are product. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Milkshake Duck, and I feel better for it now. <laughs> it's just, it's just really absurd, and I just really like the internet's humor sometimes. 
it's for, I mean, it's, it's super funny because it's like it's a commentary but also it's so out of left field mm-hmm. that's why i, I mean <laughs> it's just great it's very good you know anime is kind of like a milkshake duck <laughs> how so you're like wow anime is so great you know these coming of age stories teaching about perseverance and strength and then there's like a dark corner under a sheet hit <laughs> that like you see like tentacles moving and it's like what's under that sheet and it's like don't ask about the sheet <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah but hey let's talk about the stuff that's all bright and heavy over here on this side of the room let's leave that sheet alone because that's not what this is all about this is about volleyball oh my god so fuck me good i can't even believe this i'm i'm gonna get yelled at by my neighbors and jenny later so volleyball is the best sport in the world we can all agree moving on as a kid with asthma i could not run long periods of time for classic sports like football basketball soccer they just weren't options so enter the amazing sport of volleyball you can just kind of like shoot to the left shoot to the right it's like minimal activity but it's high intensity which is totally my game and that's like dying in the background while i'm doing this because i re- i know exactly what you're talking about and i'm just like Okay, go on. Like, <laughs> this may just be me. I don't say not getting anime, but just anime not being my thing right now. Well, let me tell you why I really like volleyball, and then I'm yes. going to show you why this anime is amazing. Okay. Volleyball literally checks all of my boxes, okay? It does not matter who you are or what skills you have. There's receiving, setting, spiking, blocking, serving. There is a job for you on the team. And there are so many different shifts in mentality and things to improve on. And if you're playing in the sand, you get to dig your toes into the sand. It feels awesome because it's like not beach sand. It's like good sand. Isn't that good sand? It's like sifted sand. And teamwork is so huge in this game, whereas like soccer, you could be like the MVP and kind of take it all the way to the bridge or whatever and like <laughs> kick it through. You go, to the, you go to the thing. With volleyball, you cannot be a one person team. Like you yeah. have to work together. And if you do your job correctly, you're not always the star, but you feel like you had a hand in setting up the spike or catching the like receiving the ball so that the next person can set it so that the third person can spike it. <sighs> it's the best game, the best game ever. It's, it's such a great sport. Now, why do I like a sports anime about volleyball? Well, we already know I like volleyball. Correct. A sports anime in general brings to life your gym class fantasies. Okay. Remember back in gym class when you were not the most athletic person? No. You were out because you had to be playing the specific sport your gym teacher told you we were playing today. And you just start daydreaming about like, what if I took the ball from everyone and I like dribbled through them and I did the weird between the leg thing. And like I jumped up and everybody was like, what could Matt do this the whole time? And you just like slam dunk it. And people Break were like, I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like- and you're sitting there like clenching your fists like I have the potential to do it. I won't, but I know I could if I wanted to, if I if I tried. That's what these shows are. These shows, they take like the really intense moments where he's like up in the air and he's spiking it and they drag it out for like 30 seconds while he's looking for the correct spot. And then you can see like other people reaching in slow motion like, we've got to stop him. And he's like, bam. It literally takes all those moments together. Those, those times where you're like, 
I'll get the next one. And instead of people at gym being like, whoa, calm down. You're taking this a little too seriously. Everybody on his team is like, he's got such determination. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this anime because you've watched it. I get it. I understand kind of the drama of it and just like the over the top kind of fantasy of it. So I totally get it. You know how that can be appealing. My question is... Is it because volleyball specifically, like, is this the only sports anime that you are interested? Follow up. Are there additional sports animes about weird sports? Allow me to about weird sports or like maybe it's because I'm in America and volleyball is just like, what are you doing here? Like, Mm -hmm. but like not football or soccer, like there, baseball. there there are animes about tennis. I've watched. There are definitely ones about soccer. There's one about ice skating. Yeah. Yuri on Ice. There's one about football, Ice Shield 21, which is really, really freaking cool. And it it takes into account the classic thing from any anime where the main character can run really fast, like abnormally fast because he was a bread shuttle. So like he would get. (laughs) Do you know what that is? No. What the the fuck's a bread? Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I just heard this like. (laughs) <laughs> that was my reaction to milkshake is, ducks so is, that a, is that a person who holds bread and like runs it or is it a sh- no uh made of bread it's a somebody that gets bullied and is made to run errands a lot but so like why a, bread shot i don't know if you bully a kid and you're like hey go down to the store and get me and my friends some cigarettes and they're like but i'm five and it's like i don't care you want to you like get hurt and they're like uh oh. this is my milkshake this is your milkshake duck yeah. you're just like i don't understand but it just is i'm like okay so in i shield 21 this kid is a bread shuttle and he his bully is like if you're not back here and like five minutes we're gonna put the herd on you or whatever and so <laughs> put the, <laughs> put you through this table <laughs> because of that this kid is running at like crazy fast speeds to get to where he needs to get it because he's been bullied like his whole life yeah so then he has the opportunity to get onto a football field and he's just like the top speed like he's faster than your average college pro yeah and, but he has no other skills in the sport. So he gets drafted onto the team. And it's this thing where like he has this one really good skill, but then he has to learn and grow in other ways to overcome right. obstacles. That aspect where it's like they're they're really good and they have this potential and, and talent, but they have to still work and learn is kind of the the thing I really like about these animes. And that they do go really heavy into the sport itself, like the rules and everything so that you can learn it while you're watching it. And I mean, that makes sense. I mean, of all the anime I've seen, I know there's like very, very niche categories and genres and all of that. There's a book for everyone. And like another podcast I listen to, one of the things they always ask from their listeners, they write in with their wheelhouse. Oh, okay. Like what what are the things that will get you into a, a book or a story? And it's always hyper specific. It's like, I want sad superheroes. I want sad magicians, bears who talk, women on journeys, magical food, <laughs> and complex magic systems. It's just like very specific things like that. Yeah. So I mean, like, I want volleyball anime, down and out, down and out, bullied kids. Right. Fantasies I had when I was in high school, and. <laughs> teamwork yeah I, I want the two people that together could be the best player duo but they have conflicting personalities so they have to become friends through the game it's classic oh, so good classic 
Let me show you an example of the feeling of this anime through my last example. So what I'm about to show you is a parody by Jello Apocalypse of Yugi playing Uno. <laughs> this is very much like the they take an anime sense and put it to a real world thing. This is what sports animes are like. Ha! Looks like you won't be losing any more cards soon with this! That card! It's a draw two card. Once that card is placed down, it forces the next player to draw two more cards in their hand, gaining more cards and putting them at a disadvantage. That kid, he knew what to do. Oh my <laughs> god, the opportunity to strike! <laughs> now this match is starting to get real interesting. Just two cards left. If all goes well in the next few turns, then my victory is assured. All I need from him now is a card that matches its color or its number. <laughs> I'm not letting you go that easily, foolish boy. I want to see your cute face break into tears. What? Behold your demise! <laughs> you lose a turn with this skip card! <sighs> this is bad. You know. <laughs> oh, but that's not all, my boy. Once Yanagi finishes her turn, I'll surprise him with this! The Wild Draw 4! And it's just super high stakes. Yeah. Super high drama. Like, oh no, we have to do... Yeah. It's it really feeds into that drama, yeah. I joined a rec league for volleyball via inspiration after watching this anime, <laughs> and I was not let down. My teammates were awesome, and playing a sport as an adult in a rec league is a completely different feel than as a kid. For one, you don't hate your opposing teams. They're just people now, and we're all there to have fun, and we're, we're actually there to have fun. We're not kids that hate each other and will swear at the other team because we're losing. Like, we are literally adults just there to have fun and it is the best sporting experience I've ever had. I'm, I'm really happy you had that experience. Thank you. One of my favorite things about people is what one of my favorite creators refers to as little weirdsies. Okay. John Hodgman refers to just little opinions and little habits and tics people have as little weirdsies and that that is fundamental to any sort of relationship you have is accepting people's Little weirdsies. Okay. Yes. Um, so I'm sure Jenny has little things she does for no reason, but it's just how she is. Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of them right now. Probably because you've lived with her for a while. That's true. If I was like yeah. looking for them, I probably would see them. Yeah. Or just little opinions, even. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even really habits or actions, just little opinions. And that's one thing I want to talk about, which is like, I love little opinions that people are willing to die for. Okay. I'm not, I, he probably doesn't listen. Um, I went on a date recently with a person and we got into this conversations of just little weird opinions. You, you think this date went so badly that he's not <laughs> no, even going to listen well. to your podcast? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Dating in the 21st century sucks. He doesn't even listen to my podcast. <laughs> Did you even watch that episode? Oh my god. 
Jared, if you are listening, hi, Jared. I hope your dinner tonight went lovely. You know, if you guys end up in a really bad place, like never talking to each other again, you hate each other for the rest of your lives. Yeah. You'll be able to look back on this episode where you said hi. It's like this was the death now. This was it. (laughs) (laughs) This is where where I fucked it up. Um, So you were talking about weirdsies on your date. Yeah. And the the date went very well. So we'll see how well it went if you listen to the podcast. Um, (laughs) But it went very well. We just got into the topic of just like little weird opinions, two of which I will mention is chili soup. Okay. Is this about like, is taco a sandwich? Is is this like a weird thing? I mean, it's like a weird, it's like a weird opinion. Okay. All right. Fair, fair. Is chili a soup? No. That's what I said. Because we've got another word for it. What do do you call? What do you call? It's called chili. So it's not soup. (laughs) If chili was soup, we would call it beef. You hit me with the left turn. You're with with him. You're with him. Because he was like, chili is chili. That's all it is. Yeah. I said chili was a subset of stew, like a subcategory. I mean, I guess, but like we call everything else beef stew, like probably cabbage stew, like... (laughs) I, that's why I think it's like a subset. I, I don't think it's quite, it's not soup, but it's also like, I it, it shares similarities to stew. Why? What could, define, <laughs> if you're not going to use the word chili, define what, <laughs> define what kind of stew this is. Like a, depending on what you're doing, it is like a, you know, meat and bean stew. But it's also like a little thicker than a stew. Way thicker than a stew. Right. But it's also not a soup. So I just kind of like a weird subset of chili. No. Or of stew rather. Chili. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Chili is on like the far left side of the gauge. In the middle of the gauge is stew. And on the far right side of the gauge is soup. Stew is the go-between between chili and soup. It is not like chili is an in-between stew and soup. It doesn't get thicker and then like crazy watery at the end. <laughs> well, depending on if you had a bad chili. But I mean, I, that's what I... My belief is that it is like a subset of stew. <laughs> <laughs> Since you can't see this visual only gag, he pointed his fiance and like, get over here. Her. Jenny? Yep. Is chili a soup? No. I don't Jenny, think so. Is chili a stew? Um, I guess it's kind of a stew. Get out! Get out! <laughs> get out. <laughs> Should have picked up on my tonal <laughs> things. You're supposed to be on the same side. I thought you were just talking about whether or not it was a soup. That's all. I- when you say chili is a s- sort of a stew, I feel hurt and betrayed. <laughs> we're gonna have an active listening session later. See, but this is the thing. This is like now. This is your little weirdy. You let all the ingredients of chili stew for a long time you're cooking at a low heat over a long period <laughs> That's of time so good. i'm sorry i would i would say it's fair to classify it as a stew that makes a lot of sense it pisses me off matt's dabbing <laughs> unearned dabbing okay so that was one of the conversations we had which was like you know having that debate okay so you fall into jared's camp which I, is the right camp and Jen, Jenny falls into my camp, which is the misguided which is children, the logical mm. 
camp. Your water chili. <laughs> another thing we did, another, well, this isn't necessarily an opinion, but it was just a, a you know, a thing, mm-hmm. which was top sheet or no top sheet. What does that mean? Like when you get into bed. Yeah. Like that, that sheet, that's literally just a piece of fabric. The sheet for your bed. Yeah. yeah. So not, not fitted. The it's one on like, top of it. The one yeah. that's meant to cover your body. The one that's your top sheet. Um, yeah. And then it goes. Comforter. Right. Exactly. So it goes fitted sheet, you, mm. top, top sheet, sheet, comforter. Blanket. Yeah. Or blanket. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So do you do top sheet or no top sheet? Are you. Hold on. Are you asking me if I make my bed put the top sheet on my bed, get into bed, and then toddler-esque kick my top sheet to the bottom of the bed so that I can sleep with just my no, comforter. No no no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is when you get into bed, mm-hmm. regardless of how how or if you make your bed, do you sleep with a top sheet? Yeah, because it came with the, the sheets. Like okay. That's what you're supposed to use it for. I do too. He does not. He used to be, but is no longer a top sheet person. I can understand it because for a bit of time out of college, I didn't do that. But I didn't either. The purpose of a top sheet is washing a comforter is a hassle and a half. Yeah. So you wash the sheets because those are the parts that are actually touching your body. Right. And I just think it's overall more comfortable. I'd agree with that. That's just my opinion. And it was just all these little conversations that we have that I have decided that little opinions and weird just habits Mm -hmm. are what make up a person at their core. Yes, is it, you know, tenets of belief and religious practice or spiritual practice and political belief and all this stuff? Yeah, but like, what is your opinion on frozen yogurt? Like that is... That tells me much more about who you are as a person versus like, what are your future goals? You know? Right. Yeah. I totally get what you're getting at. And because those things are so ingrained in who we are and how we enjoy them, they're a much easier thing to discourse about than, say, religion or politics, where we don't have as much experience talking about them. Right. And I think it it goes on to... Just say, like, what is important to you? Like, what is the stupidest hill you're willing to fight and die on? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. just the most inane, stupid thing that makes no difference at all. Are you going to treat like this is my child? Yeah. I mean, I get that. I thought of one for me. I still haven't found one for Jenny yet. But one for me is no matter what kind of drink I get at a bar, if it comes with a straw in it, I will never drink out of the straw. Really? Yeah. Really? I'll always I'll always bend it over the side. I never drink from the straw. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like the little tiny cocktail straw? Like Yeah, no, it, yeah, I just won't. I'm learning so much. Okay. <laughs> wow. Admittedly, it is because I watched a movie and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And then after that, I just started doing it and now I've never stopped. So it's become I feel like I've adopted it into my life and now it is mm. mine. Yeah. And that's also another thing is like, why, why do we do the thing? Why is that your opinion? Like, is it because like you actually have that opinion because you heard it somewhere and you agree with it? Did you see it in a movie? It's like that. It's like a chicken V egg thing. Do people talk like they do in the movies because we talk like that? Or do we talk like that because 
they talk about in the movies. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really interesting thought experiment. I just really love people's really bizarre, inane opinions. Well, you know what's a shared opinion among everybody in the entire world? And that is that The Process by Lakey Inspired <laughs> is an amazing theme song, and we are very thankful to them for letting us use it. Thank you, Lakey. It's like his last name's Inspired. Thanks, Lakey. <laughs> Mr. Inspired. <laughs> Matt, I, uh, Matt. Oh, yes. I want to listen to the to podcast. Even though I'm already listening to it, is there another place I could find the podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting it in front of me right now. You can find our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Your Mom's Car Radio, and that one weird street light that makes that humming sound. You know the one I'm talking about, like on the corner of Bennington and London? That one street light? That one. Between the hours of 11.25 and 11.27. I love that stuff. Random, we're not going to talk in depth about it. Welcome to Night Vale. Look, if you're looking for a weird <laughs> podcast that just like pulls weird stuff out and just gives you that weird, you know, the street lamp hums. And when you listen close, you can hear the sounds of Welcome to Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale is so brilliant in it's like world building and mm. it's just like it's they creepy. know exactly their brand and know exactly what they're going for. And they're just so good. Unlike us. Who have no idea what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Before we go, d d d let us know in the comments. Peeing in the shower, yes or no? Yes. Uh, That's what it's. It's water. Uh, it's Matt. Thank you for being here. Alan, thank you for joining me. Hi, right, anytime, buddy. Anytime. You keep leaving me out with my pod things. I'm feeling really bad about it. Thank you for potting with me. It's too late. The <laughs> pod has left the station. Play, Play us out. out. <laughs> hey, that was good. I'm ready to solve the question. All right. Do you need a reminder of the answers? No, I've got it. All right. The answer is C, BTS. What? Um, they're a K-pop group. Uh, wait, can you repeat the question? Who is the first president of the United States? Okay, if you're out there, BTS Army. <laughs> I need your help. We are going to change American history. All right. The answer is, is C, BTS. Is that your final answer i'm gonna give it a little bit longer for the servers to update yes that is my final answer you're right <laughs> <laughs> the power of k-pop what do i there. but well i mean you won who wants to be a fulfillionaire so now you win the fulfillion like i feel fulfilled now yeah. Huh. You know, I kind of do. He later went on to accomplish nothing and died shortly after, having feeling fulfilled in everything he did. <laughs>